So today we're starting a new series, um, and I'm probably gonna I'm I'm gonna share the foundation of what God's spoken to me to to, to minister on. Never never quite shared this before. I don't believe the the title of my message is. Um, the title of the last song that we sang, I Have a Savior. And um, as when I, when I first heard this song, um, Cece Winans sang this song, and the, the, or when I first heard it, she sang it. She's the, uh, probably other people have, have sang this song, but I heard her sing it. And it's just, it's just stuck with me, and especially the chorus on this song has just stuck with me and and God you know um, you know some people base their Christian belief on songs and then they try to get the song to tell them what their belief should be I have a belief from the word and then I tell the song what it's going to be and so, I've taken the chorus of this song, and over the next three weeks, today and the next two Sundays leading up to Christmas, and, and uh, we will have service on the 26th, the day after Christmas, and so I'm not going to finish the series, I'm going to kind of, on, on the 26th, I'm going to do a, a review of what we've talked about. But today I'm going to lay the foundation of what, you know, what we have in our Savior, what, you know, what, um, what was really accomplished. You know, when you see the, love the little graphic that they did here, and, you know, we, we've, through the years, if you've been saved at all, there's a huge focus on the manger scene. And man, how grateful we are for that manger, amen, and what happened in the birth of that baby. But there's something, there's something, you know, it's, it's, it's going to take me a minute to kind of get through what I, where I'm going with this and, and the foundation I'm going to lay today. But sometimes things, the, the, the real truth of something can be lost in us being attached to something emotionally. And... If your attachment is to the child, and this is the Christmas season that's about the birth of, of Jesus, if your attachment is to the child, some things can be lost because the child was born for a purpose. Amen? And all through my message, you're going to hear me talk about the phrase in the song that... I and you, we were made for him. And I think in a lot of people's minds, that doesn't make sense. And it's because the tendency at times is to be locked in to the Christ child and then that be separated from what we do at Easter in celebrating his death, burial, and his resurrection, and his ascension. 
But what I'm going to say to you today is you can't separate it. You, you can't separate the purpose, the birth, the life, the death, the burial, the resurrection, and the ascension, and the sitting down at the right hand of the Father. You can't say it's, it's a package deal. But it started before the foundation of the world. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to lay a foundation for what I'm going to share in the next couple of messages. And it's really important that you see you were made for Him. That's not just a phrase in a song that you really can't find in the Word. No, it's all through the Word. And so, as I said, I don't get a song to tell me what my doctrinal belief is. I know what the Word says, and when I see something in a song, and when I first heard that, I said to myself, that's a little off. And as I went to the Word, God showed me, not only is it not off, it's so true you can't even imagine. I was made. So, let's look at the Word. Ephesians 1 and verse 3. And I'm going to read most of the... the I'm, I'm going to read to you three passages and then one verse of Scripture. And the three passages I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. <clears throat> verse 3. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Even before He made the world, even before He made the world, Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. When? Before the foundation of the world, before he created the world. You've heard me say this before, and I know this is actually true because we see it through Scripture, but... God is three parts, and Father and Word and Holy Spirit have always been. So before the foundation of the world, Father, Word, and Holy Spirit loved us. Before, they, before Adam and Eve were created, Father, Word, and Holy Spirit loved us. He loved me. He loved you. He loved us. Then, He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He'll always love you. And in His eyes, you're without fault.
The things that I'm saying to you today, I'm taking a little time because I want you to think about what I'm saying. I want you to meditate on it because I'm going somewhere. But I'm laying a foundation for where I'm going and I'm going to jump back and forth, but it's, it's important that you get what I'm saying. He loved you and He called you, He chose you before anything ever was as far as we know here. He chose you. In 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 17, and I'm reading this also in the, in the uh, New Living Translation. Verse 17, and remember that the heavenly Father to whom you pray has no favorites. He will judge or reward you according to what you do. So you must live in reverent fear of Him during your time here as temporary residents. This isn't your your ultimate residency. (laughs) This isn't your eternal residency. Everybody say, heaven's a real place. It's real. Thank God for our time here, our temporary time on on this planet here. He made it. It's His. It's a temporary time, but it's temporary. For you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. And it was not paid with mere silver or with mere gold or silver, which lose their value. It was the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God. God, watch this. God chose Him. Him who? The sinless, spotless Lamb of God. God chose Him as your ransom long before the world began. You see, He didn't just choose you before the world was. He chose the sacrifice. And you know, in that song, I was made for him, this is the revelation that's coming to me more and more in my life. A lot of people look at what happened with Adam and Eve, and there's there's a lot of stuff that's been preached about Adam and Eve and their failure and their faults and how they gave up the authority that God had given them. There's a lot said about about Adam and Eve. But I've come to the realization that Adam and Eve couldn't accomplish what they were put on the earth to accomplish, to operate in all dominion and authority in the earth, They couldn't do it without a Savior. Listen to me. Because before He created them, He created Him. And Him wasn't 
he, this is bad English, but him wasn't at the board meeting before the foundation of the world with Father, Word, and Holy Spirit because the one that became the Son was the Word. Now, just, just listen to me for a minute. God already knew that we couldn't handle it. And, and what that meant was we were created in His image. He gave us everything from heaven. He gave us everything that He had and He was. But He already knew because He already had it set up that it wasn't, we weren't going to make it. And what, the reason we weren't going to make it is because we were going to trust in ourselves. We were going to trust in our own wisdom and our own understanding. We were going to figure this thing out on our own. We were going to listen to lies and things that were not true. So he already had it set up before we screwed up. <laughs> Didn't we read that in the last passage? In the last passage we read over in Ephesians 1 that <clears throat> God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in His eyes. How could He do that? How could you read something like this? How could God see us with no fault? He saw Adam and Eve with no fault. And when Adam and Eve fell, he was already looking at Adam and Eve through the blood of Jesus. Because he already had it set up. It was already covered. It was already taken care of. Best example that I have, and it's a real weak one, but this is the best one I have. If you have health insurance... And something happens to your physical body and you go to the hospital. And you know what your plan says. When you go in, and you know, today there are a lot of health insurance policies that it's 100% is covered. And if you know you have that and you go in the hospital, you're not thinking about the money. Why? It's already paid. It's already taken care of. Before you got, before something happened to your body, I'm just using that as an example, and it was right for you to go to the hospital or whatever. Before that happened, it was already taken care of because you already paid for the policy. Before the foundation of the world, he already paid for any screw-up we would ever make in our life. Before the foundation of the world, he already made sure that there was no sickness and no disease, no virus, no nothing on the planet that would not already be destroyed and covered where our lives are concerned because of what he did before the foundation of the world. It was already covered. There's no fear. 
There's no torment. There's no, there's no lack of anything in life that there's not already an answer for because of what Jesus accomplished. But he accomplished what was set up to be accomplished before we were even thought about. So here's what I want you to leave with today. I got a little more to read about this, but I want you to leave with this today. He was created for us before we were, before all of humanity was. He was created for me. And I was created to need him. I was created for him to need him. I was created to need him. You were created to need his help and need everything that he did so that nothing that I do in life, I do on my own ability. Everything today that I do after 44 years of learning who I am in Him and who He is in me, everything I do, I do by faith in Him. Everything. I, I won't do anything else. I won't make a decision. I'm not going to do anything in life if it's not by faith in Him. Because He was created for me, and I was created to need Him. You need to leave here today thinking about that. You weren't created just to know who he, who he is or who He was. You weren't created just to know about the birth that happened over 2,000 years ago. You weren't created just to know about, but you were created to know that that birth happened because of the plan and the heart and the love that God has for you. And He had that plan of redemption when? Before we were even thought about. That's why he says here, back in 1 Peter, For you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors, which is Adam and Eve. That's the ancestors that it all started with. So our ancestors, Adam and Eve, what we inherited from them, no, he paid a price for us to be ransomed before that even happened. I'm just telling you today, you need to spend time meditating on how miraculous that that is. There was a board meeting with three participants before the foundation of the world. Father, Word, and the Holy Spirit. And they all agreed this is the way it was going to happen. Why? Because of his passionate love for us that he had before he even created us. <laughs> I mean, how, how can we lose? You can't lose unless you don't follow after him. You can't lose unless you never come to the place that you realize you were created to need him. I was created for him to need his deliverance. And that's what these verses of Scripture are telling us. What was paid for was not with mere gold and silver, which loses its value. This has never lost its value. 
It was the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God. God chose Him as your ransom long before the world began. But now, in these last days, He's been revealed for your sake. See, what I was telling you is, in this I Have a Savior series, during this Christmas time, you can't separate the birth of Jesus from the life of Jesus and the death of Jesus and the burial, the resurrection of Jesus, the ascension of Jesus and the sitting down at the right hand of the Father because it was a packaged thing that was all put together before the foundation of the world, before we were even thought about. It was set up. Can you say amen to that? In these last days has now been revealed for your sake. Through Christ, you have come to trust in God and you have placed your faith and hope in God because He raised Christ from the dead and gave Him great glory. All of that happened as a result of the plan that God had. So grateful for His birth, but I don't want to get locked into the birth. We've got a lot of traditions about the manger. Thank God for the manger. How many like the manger at the courthouse on this side of the courthouse this year? Amen? We like that? Huh? I mean, noticed it's on this side, not on the other side, where very few people see it. Now everybody sees it. It's right at the corner of Main Street and Sidney Baker. Right? Yeah. Come on. See, I, I'm, not, I'm not downplaying, I'm not downplaying the, the, the manger. I'm not downplaying the birth of Jesus. I'm just saying there's so much more to it. Every time you see, drive by that manger scene, you think, man, I've been delivered by the blood of Jesus Christ because he loved me so passionately before I was even thought about that he had a plan for me and now I was created to need that. I can't make it without it. I can't exist on planet earth with any other plan than his plan. He had a plan. Listen, also, he had a plan before the foundation of the world of what your life would look like. That's why I've got to know that I need him because that way I can tap the plan that he had. No matter what plan you think you have with God today, the more you stay with him, your plan will evolve. It'll evolve. I can't tell you how many different things have evolved through the years as I've gotten the plan from him and what he wants me to do, what he wants out of my life. It just evolves. No pressure. No pressure. The, the, listen. The pressure's it's lifted off of you. The pressure of life is lifted off of you when you know you were created to need Him. Totally lifted. I love this verse of Scripture found in John 8, 36. Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. <laughs> I was created to be free. How about you? But we got to know that. We've got to experience that. And I feel like today that what I'm giving you, what I'm telling you, no matter how much you think you may already know what I'm saying today about that you were created to need Him, God wants you to spend time meditating on that and allowing that to be so a part of you. God, I need you. Lord, I thank you that you are here. And, and, and the, the statement, God, I need you, is not that 
he's like way off somewhere and, and I'm trying to figure out who he is and where he is. No, he's right here. He just wants you to be aware of that every minute of every day. And that's what we're developing. I was created to need him. Can you say amen to that? <clears throat> so in essence, you and I were made for the plan of redemption, to be redeemed. Mm-hmm. Ephesians 2, and I want to start reading with verse 4. It's the last passage I'm going to read. Ephesians 2 and 4. And I'm reading this in the New Living. <clears throat> I'm just going to take my time. You just need to hear me read this today. But God is so rich in mercy. And he loved us so much. Remember where that first started. Before the foundation. Before we were created. God isn't out there trying to love you in spite of you. You wouldn't even be here if he didn't love you. That's how much we know we need a Savior. I have a Savior today in a way in my life today personally after 44 years that I never knew I could have. And it should be that way. I mean, even four or five years ago, I don't know him as my Savior like I know him today. And it should be that way. Five years from now, I need to know him as my Savior in a way I've never seen him before. Man. He's so rich in mercy. And he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. The reason I'm reading that is, remember, that birth or the, or, or the choice, the plan that was established before the foundation of the world that created the birth in the supernatural way that the birth came about produced Jesus being raised from the dead. You can't separate it. That's the other thing that I want you to leave here today is not separating any of the parts of this plan that God had before the foundation of the world. He doesn't want you to separate them. He wants you to allow them to mesh together and be one. The birth is a great thing, but every time you see that manger scene, think of him sitting at the right hand of the Father in all authority and dominion. Amen? And every time you think about him sitting there, remember the birth. I mean, how can a virgin birth a child because of the love that he had for you and I. Miraculous things happen when you operate in the love of God. Miraculous things happen. If we try to figure it out ourselves, we're going to be bitter with people, we'll be mad at people, we'll be mad at the Democrats and the Republicans and the Independents and the, you know, the Communists and whoever. We'll be mad at everybody. But when you walk in the love of God, you walk in wisdom and understanding and discernment that you never knew that you had because that love creates the miraculous. It causes changes to be made in people's lives, 
and circumstances and situations in your life. And that's this amazing mercy and this, this blood that delivered us, this Jesus being raised from the dead. He said, it said, it's only by God's grace that you've been saved. Only. Everybody say only. Only. Not because of good works. Not because you're getting better at things in your life. No, no, no. It's because of what he did. And what he did was a result of what was planned. Mm. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him (laughs) at the right hand of the Father. You and I are there. In all the dominion, all authority, all power. That's why we have authority in the earth with His authority. I don't have authority in the earth to do what I think is right. I have authority to do what He's already accomplished. What He's done, what He's accomplished, I have the right to use that authority and command things to happen in this earth. We've got to see that in a greater way. But it's all a result of the plan because He loved us so much. Can you say amen? So God can point us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of His grace and His kindness toward us. As shown in all He has done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. God saved you by His grace when you believe. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things that we have done. So none of us can boast about it. For we are God's... What? Why? Me? A masterpiece? You? I mean, you? No. You a masterpiece? That's what he said. So the next time somebody asks you, who are you? I'm a masterpiece. I mean, I mean, you, you know what I'm saying? You know, I mean, don't, don't be stupid and make people think you're nuts. Just... Get it on the inside of you. You are his masterpiece. You were created to need him. Everybody else in life will let you down. I don't care who they are. I used to blame people for things that weren't right in my life. I blamed parents. I blamed other people that had done things wrong to me. You know, if they hadn't have done this, or if my mom would have been this, if she hadn't done this, and my dad with this and all. I used to blame people. But today, I can't blame anybody because I'm connected to him. He, and, and, and when you look at him, everything's right. And when he looks at you, he sees everything right. So, I just got to get my thinking. He's the anchor of my soul is the other verse in the the song. He's the anchor of my soul. He's my hope. 
And, and he's already given that to me, and he already sees everything fine, and he sees all my thinking straightened out. I just got to get it from him. Man, I need him. Who do I need? Was I created to need him? Holy moly, do I need him. Like never before. So see, we can't take credit for anything. How many believe you've prayed for certain things and you saw things come to pass like for someone else's life? How many, how many you've, you prayed for somebody and you saw something happen and come to pass? Come on, everybody raise your hand. Everybody's prayed for somebody. You know, I mean, even if you, whatever. So <clears throat> everybody, everybody's prayed. Away. But, but, it's, but it's, not because, it's not because I prayed. It's because of what he did. See? But I prayed because of what he told me I could do, and when I did it, it worked. And so it's not because I prayed, it's because of what he did, but when I prayed, I got the results that he said I'd get. But it's not because I prayed. It's because of what he did. But it makes me want to pray more. Makes me want to declare the word over people more and more and more and more and more every day because I believe that what he says is going to come to pass, is going to come to pass. And the reason I know that is because I know I was created to need him. And he said in these, this last verse, let me read the previous part of that. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we've done. So none of us can boast about it. We are God's masterpiece. He's created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us. When? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I just, it's just overwhelming me today as I'm, as I'm ministering, but I spent a lot of time on this too, but it's just overwhelming me. There's not anything I can't do. There's not anything you can't do. There's not anything we cannot do and accomplish because of what he did. <clears throat> so remember this today, <clears throat> and we'll get into some more of this next week. I just wanted you to leave here realizing that you were created to need him. I want you to see that more than anything else. And the miracle of his birth was so much more than the birth. Like I said, it's about the life and the death and the burial, the resurrection and the ascension. And it all goes together. <clears throat> you can't separate it. And I wanted you to leave here really meditating on that. You can't separate it. <clears throat> And as the song said, he's my future because the word says it. He's my hope because the word says it. He's the anchor of my soul because the word says it. Amen? And I was made for him. You were made for him. We were made to need him.